Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. This episode is dedicated to those people that are entrepreneurs or creatives wanting to take your next step in whatever goal or dream that you have, but you're not quite sure how to do it, how to overcome the competition of your oversaturated environment, and everything else that comes with chasing your dreams. Sophie Lindler is one of my great friends, but also a super fabulous photographer based out of Greenville, South Carolina. And y'all, she spits some truth when it comes to finding your purpose and following your calling in the world that can sometimes be overcompetitive. So if you need a boost, a little pep in your step, or a push when it comes to finding your purpose and chasing your dreams and calling, this is for you. And I can't wait to dive right in. Hey, Sophie. Hey, Rach. So excited to have you on. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Was that the first time we met? I did my Vonk Weekly voice Yeah, you did. And I was like, I like this girl. Like, I really like this girl. I was oh like, God. she's so funny. But you like had fear in your eyes when you first did it. Almost like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. And then I like remember thinking, she is so funny. I want to be her friend. Wait, when was this? I need to know. At Panera. At, um, when we were, remember when Jesse said, oh my um, gosh, Jesse set, us, set up. us up on a blind friendship date. Yeah. I love that about her and love me that she too. did that. Feeling like Jesse always told me, she was like, you need to meet Rachel. I just know y'all will connect. I felt like it was like an awkward first date. We had no connection besides that. Right. Besides Jesse saying, hey, you should meet this girl that you've never met before. Yeah, it was like a blind friendship date, but I loved you from the start. So, man, Sophie, I want you to tell everyone about what you do, who you are, okay. where you live. Give us like a okay. short little spiel so we know where to start. Okay. Well, I'm Sophie. I live in Greenville, South Carolina with my husband. We just um, celebrated our one year anniversary. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's crazy. It flies. And I am a wedding and lifestyle photographer. And we have two golden doodles that we love to death. I wish we were closer so that Remy and your boys oh, could be my friends. Gosh. Well, how old is Remy? He's like a year old or a year and a half? two years. Okay, so Leah's two. Is Remy still crazy? Does he still have the wild puppy side to him? Absolutely. Or is he pretty chill? No, he's kind of, he's chilling down, but definitely has tons of energy. And okay. he's wild, but I kind of love it. Oh, that's how Leo is. And yeah. um, he's like crazy. And I don't know if you know this, but we got a second dog. A uh, yes. second doodle was given to us. Uh-uh. Our neighbor literally came to our door with an 11-week-old golden doodle puppy and was like, do you want this puppy? And Cam was like, yes, yes, yes. He had been begging me for another dog. Oh, so sweet, and Cam. Leo is like my baby. I'm sure Remy's your baby. Like it was like a, I mean, they're dogs. They're not children. But it feels like a child. You're like, what if the second one's not as good as the first one? <laughs> like, I don't want to no. ruin what we have here. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to ruin yeah. what we have here. But we took him and he is the most precious and gentle and like quiet, chill dog. So does he balance um, it out? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, we love our dogs. We'll have to get you to send me a picture of your sweet pups so that we Absolutely. can put in the show notes and people can drool over your golden doodles. Absolutely. I have – that's my whole um, camera roll, so I've got lots to share with you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, Leo and Hudson, and then there's Cam, which Cam, Cam is the human. Sweet Cam. Yes, Cam is. <laughs> Cam is the human. I just want to clarify in case people were like, wow, 
This is a lot of names. Okay, Cam is the husband of one year. I love it. Wait, okay, quick story how y'all met. I need to know, or I need other people to know, really. Okay, we met at school in college. I went to Anderson University. If you don't know where that is, it's like right beside Clemson, right down the road from where you went to school, Rach. And he is a year younger, so I'm a cougar. So we actually met because his best friend, our friends were trying to set up his best friends with one of my mutual friends. And so to not make it awkward... They were like doing like a group hangout because they had never hung out before, his best friend and this girl. And so we had like a group game night, the dorm room lobby, not a dorm room, but like a, you know, like a lobby of a dorm. Yeah, and, um Yeah, glamorous. And we ended up sitting beside each other and he flirted hard and... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He'll like deny it, but he pretty much after that night, like I would run around campus and then he would happen to be running around campus just to like run by me and like start a conversation. Be in the library when I was in the library. We went to a small school, so it's really not hard to like know where people are, but he would intentionally like show up and hang out with me. He just started like really pursuing me and... Yeah, he didn't leave me alone, basically. I thought he was really cute, so it was okay with me. And he asked me on a date. And yeah, so we got set up by his friends set up. <laughs> uh-uh. It like yeah. happened on accident because you were the safe space for your friends. And then we were like wingmen. But- and now you travel the world. Oh, literally. You just got back from your trip and I've yes. been drooling over all your pictures. We're going to put those in the show notes too so other people okay, can so sweet. geek out with me. Okay, tell us why you went on the trip. Was it vacay? Was it okay. work? So we went to Spain, to Valencia, Spain for um, a wedding. And that was like the reason, yeah, dream. That's the reason we went to Europe. I was like, okay, I've got to go to Spain for this wedding. Obviously taking cam. We were like, we might as well like make this our vacation since they're covering our like travel fees. And so we ended up staying. The wedding was at the very beginning of the trip. And then we stayed and then traveled through France and then Italy. And we had some friends come meet us. So it was incredible. Would you ever have imagined yourself shooting a wedding in Valencia, Spain when you started out in photography? No. I think if you had told me that I was going to start with that or like that that was going to happen, I would have probably like fallen to the floor and cried. Like yeah. in gratefulness, like, yeah, just that it was like something that just seemed so off the table. I don't know, just like that was the top of where I wanted to be and like what I wanted to do. I wanted to travel and I wanted my husband to come with me. And the Lord knows the desires of your heart. And that happened, that happened literally two weeks ago. So I love thank it. you, Jesus. It, uh, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Um, Praise there's, you, Lord. There's this really cool quote. I don't remember where I heard it, to be honest, but I'll try and find it. Whenever you're discouraged, remember when you wanted what you already have. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to keep in mind being like, wow, where I am is actually where I wanted to be at some point. Yeah. And so granted, we live glory to glory. So like, what's our next step? But yeah. at the same time, finding contentment, being like, this is a dream come true. And I feel like you do that really, really well. And you can so tell by the way that you embody yourself on social media, you can absolutely tell that you're grateful. I don't ever feel like there's any kind of entitlement or like I got myself here. I just feel like you always turn it over to the Lord and all of his opportunities he's given you. And that's even like when we were talking in the car that one trip to Charleston and you were telling me all about your dreams and how um, it started taking off faster than you had imagined Every time you never took credit, you're always the first to give credit to where it was due. So I wanted to honor you for that because I think- That's so sweet, right? Seriously, that is a huge reason why I feel like the Lord trusts you to steward his gifts and talents is because he knows that you won't 
eat them up for yourself. Wow, that's really, really kind. It, that I love that quote. You need to find it and send it to me because I feel like that's exactly what where I'm at. And I feel like it's crazy because like I just like I said a second ago, this is, you know, wh- what I dreamed and it happened so fast. Coming out of college, like most people don't get to live their dream job right away. And I did. And um, that is literally not in my hands, nothing that I did, but really the Lord just he instilled certain things in my like heart made me have a passion like my whole life for people and like wanting to serve him through relationships with people and never would have thought that was wedding photography, but it is. And it's crazy because that is my passion is people and um, getting to be creative with people that just happened. And it really, it really is all credit to the Lord. It is not anything I've done. I feel like I'm like watching someone else's life, but I'm living, (laughs) but I'm living it. So yeah. Okay. Unfold this photography journey with us. When did you know that you wanted to be a photographer? What kind of sparked that interest? How did you take the practical steps moving forward with what you feel like the Lord planted in your heart as a desire? And then like you've kind of already explained how it's unfolded supernaturally, literally supernaturally. Mm-hmm. And supernaturally, absolutely. Into what it is now. But what was that first propel? Like what was the initiation of what you knew you wanted to do or like get here? Yeah. So I wouldn't say like I was like knew I was going to be a photographer when I was in high school. I don't really feel like, you know, like when you're like looking into college, you're just so young. I don't feel like you really know, okay, this is what I want to do. Maybe some people would do, but I, I didn't. And I also have the personality type that I'm a dreamer. So I had a bazillion things that I like wanted to do. I didn't know exactly what the Lord had for me, but I knew that he had instilled in me certain passions for a reason. Right. Um, and so those passions being, um, like I said a second ago, I love people and I love um, relationships. Um, I also have always been really creative. Um, when I went to school, um, I ended up majoring in graphic design um, with a minor in marketing and not really knowing what I wanted to do with that. But um, I remember... Um, like reading about the major, like Googling graphic design and um, reading <laughs> about it. What is the salary it. for graphic what, design? <laughs> what do you make? Um, literally read read it on Google. And I was like, okay, that sounds kind of cool. Like it sounds creative. And so um, I started majoring in graphic design. And I, because of that, it's like an art major. So you have to take studio classes So I had to take film photography. And um, when I took film, it was the first time I'd ever taken a class that I actually like didn't want to leave and that I wanted to spend time, extra time on the weekends in the dark room when my friends were like hanging out um, and wanted to like bless my friends. I had to take, I took them all to be my models and took so many (laughs) pictures of all of them. Anyway, so I started to love it and started to like look back on my life. It was like, I don't know, it like didn't make sense until that point, but I always loved emotion and um like seeing people's connections and seeing like joy and I don't know I just like I'd always loved seeing that in photos I just had never really noticed or like known that that's um that what that I was supposed was to the do combination yeah of all your yeah. desires and passions yeah and so that's kind of when it like started to click and like a little light bulb was coming on and then um back to the girl that set us up jesse nichols love her hey. um she was a wedding photographer um a couple years ahead 
and she like posted about an internship. I applied for it and like long story short, ended up getting it, ended up like coming under her and just soaking up everything she said and like learning um, about wedding photography and shooting weddings with her. And I, in that process, like book started booking my own weddings while I was still in school. So that's also crazy. I'll look back at that. I'm like, how did I photograph weddings and go to college? I don't know. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like how it started. And then it just started rolling from there. That. And now you're shooting weddings all around the world yeah. and traveling with a husband and doing all kinds of freelance stuff that almost frees you up to be and to go places you want to go and to do what you want to do. I yeah. love that. I had this revelation recently that if you're not dreaming or praying something big or bigger than you can accomplish on your own, then you're not praying big enough because if your prayer is answered and it's feasible for your own capacity, it's easy for us to take credit for mm-hmm. for our own works and like our our own success. But if you pray for a miracle or something miraculous that is way bigger than you could ever accomplish on your own and the Lord meets you there, it's obvious that it's the hand of God. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of your story in this career, in yeah. your journey of photography is figuring out, okay, no, I need something bigger to prove mm-hmm. that this is totally the Lord and not Sophie Lindler. Oh, absolutely. I think it's really easy with photography, especially today and like a, I don't want to say it because it sounds bad, but like an oversaturated market. Yeah. Um, I like have had this conviction that wedding photographers or just photographers in general, like we forget why we're doing what we're doing. Um, and it's so easily, so easily mistake that like even I've struggled with to make it about ourselves and um, the work like we're producing rather than who we're producing it for. And uh, I don't know who said it, but someone said, would you still do your job? Would you still be a, a photographer if there was an Instagram or like there was no way for people to see it? Um, and it was purely for your client and like purely for that bride and groom or that husband and wife if, um, or that family, just like for them to have those memories. And um, that's really, really stuck with me in this season. Um, even like going to Spain, which is incredible and so fun to like, you know, put on Instagram. But if like there was an Instagram, would I still love at the end of the day, would I still love traveling to Spain with my husband and would I still love shooting this wedding with no if no one else saw it and no one else saw that I was traveling you know without the praises yeah and the affirmation yeah without the praise and affirmation like oh you are traveling like isn't that that's so cool you know like it just comes back to like where is your heart what is your motive (laughs) ever since we were little my parents I have such great parents but they would teach us the catechisms which is yes I hope you're gonna bring this up Terry yeah like Terry well her, her Instagram name is Terry mom so that's what we all call her anyways. Um, and she, they used to say like, you know, the first catechism was like, what's man's chief end? And um, we'd always like, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That as like, you know, like as basic as it is, that's what my whole purpose of my business and I'm like, my prayer is, is to bring glory to the Lord in everything I do. And it's so, so easy to fall into the trap of making it about your name, especially because my business name is my name, you know, it is Sophie Brindle Photography. Um, and so my like whole, just like your mission statement, I guess, is, I mean, I've never like wrote it out, but is to bring glory to the Lord and whatever I do and to perform and to do my job as if no one else sees it, but the Lord. And so, yeah, 
we already kind of chatted about how it's no secret. There's a lot of photographers right now in the industry. Yeah. How do you feel like the Lord's called you to stand out and be Sophie practically and spiritually in what you're doing? Oh, well, that's hard. I feel like there's a lot of photographers, but, and there's a lot of talent. And when, you know, like I, I was just married a year ago. So I like went through this. I remember like going to Instagram and searching through photographers and being like, oh my gosh, she's talented or like he's talented or like, you know, I love like the way she's moody and like pulls out emotion. And like, there's a lot of people doing what I do. Um, But I've learned that for me personally, the way I want to set apart my business is not only in my work, but also in who I am and what I like bring to the table. And that being, I really feel like the Lord has called me to serve um, each bride and groom and not just in taking their photos on their wedding day, but also in building a relationship with them and seeing how I can serve them in the process of planning a wedding and the drama that can come along with that, hard times that can come along with that, and the good times, and like the joy, and the times you just cry because you're overwhelmed, all that stuff that comes along with wedding planning. I feel like um, there aren't many vendors that really want to actually like come alongside you. It's more like they just kind of want to come into your day and leave. And so I've really felt, and I won't say like this, I would say this is more of something that the Lord convicted me about um, after I had like shot a full year of weddings. He really put on my heart to actually stop and like hold on like, okay, you're taking the pictures, but you're also coming into these people's lives. They're really special time. How can I make a difference in this process for them? That's not just me coming in and doing my job, but me coming in and like building a friendship. And then once the wedding's over, like I'm still there and I still am asking them how their marriage is. Cause like a wedding day is a great day, but it is a really short and fast day. It's over so fast. I love being a part of it, but I, my favorite, favorite days are the days where, yeah, I shoot their wedding, but then like they get back from their honeymoon and we go get coffee. And I talk to them about like, so how's marriage? You know, like how's moving into your house or your apartment? Like I really, really feel like the Lord has placed a strong desire on my heart to seek out relationships rather than just seek out business. Even though this is my business and I like, this is how I make my living. I really fully believe that this is my ministry. And, um, you know, I don't like label it as a ministry, but I want it to be really something that I can use to further the kingdom. So really just come, that's just building relationships with people. I love that you give people an opportunity to be friends with you instead of just strictly clients yeah. and inviting them into your circle and inviting them into your why, I think, yeah, is exactly what sets you apart. Gosh, a wedding day is so intimate because family is so intimate. And yeah. Um, yeah. there's a lot of vulnerability that comes with inviting someone into that day of being like, hey, <laughs> here's something to look out for. Here's something that like, yeah. is so important to me. I would love for you to capture that. And it's hard to do that with someone that you don't know if you trust your heart yeah. with them, you know? Exactly. I know. I, I have noticed it is like proven time and time again that the couples that I build a relationship with and that I get to actually have coffee with and sit down with and talk about their day and um, be vulnerable with, and then in return, they're vulnerable with me. Their pictures are always my favorite because I feel like they know me and I feel like I know them. And so um, when somebody like lets that down around a camera, is vulnerable around a camera, it is it really is beautiful. And that is, those are my favorite images every time. And, um, 
that's the coolest thing I've found through building a relationship with somebody. It helps me do my job better and helps me give something to them that is way more than just a pretty photo. It's actually something about that day that had significance that I got to freeze in time. Well, you get to capture their character because you know their character. Yeah. Wow, Rachel. Yeah. You just, just, I'm going to, everything you say, I'll just write down and then I'll start making prints. That's or what I love about this podcast is one, it's an opportunity to catch up with friends like you, but two, yes. I feel like I always leave it feeling like I had a counseling session because I'm able to gain <laughs> something from you or like be able to coach each other through something. So, hey, yes, this podcast so is more for me than I feel like it is for most people. So it's fine. Well, Rachel, you have a really, uh, you have a gift of, putting into words what people are like feeling or like what what I've been trying to say you'll say in a quote and I'm like wow can we needle point that on a pillow like <laughs> yes you have such a gift with that so, so you kind. always have like from the start of our friendship the Lord has gifted you with a way with words so I love that about you well, I love you thanks for all that encouragement so we got to chat a little bit about your relationships with clients and how you feel like that propels your business but I'm so curious and I think listeners are too in this idea of competition and comparison mm-hmm. and with an mm-hmm. oversaturated like we've established that sometimes honestly all creative industries can be whether you're a photographer whether yeah. you're a blogger hello whether hello. you're a podcaster like there's so much uh, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of people wanting to do what you're doing so let's just tackle this whole competition thing how do you feel like your relationships with other photographers has been one two do you feel like other photographers are able to add value to your life? Um, yeah. I would love to hear about that. Good. Um, yeah, competition. That's a big one. I feel like that's a really big topic on social media right now. Um, and I keep – I always think about it. I'm like, my job and your job is unlike any other job because what we do is seen by everybody. Yeah. A doctor goes in and performs surgery, but, like, we don't see that. You know, like we just, we see someone come out and, you know, their leg is fixed or whatever. And that's great. But like, it's not put on social media for the world to see. Um, But what we do is, so it can produce a lot of insecurities when you know, there's a lot of people watching you. So yeah. So uh, answering your questions, I feel like in Greenville where I live, we have been really blessed by the community of photographers here. Um, They are really really, really great and have been a really big blessing in my business just to have somebody to talk to who, you know, like I love Cam, but he does not always understand what I do. I'm sure that's probably the same with Thomas, but um, there's just times where like I need to talk to somebody, you know, about something that's going on in my business and I just need to either vent about it and someone understand, or I need to ask a question that I don't know who else to ask, you know, other than somebody who's done it. And so... I definitely feel like that's in the Greenville area, but saying all that, I know that that's really rare. Um, and that may be in my area, but when I get on social media, I follow, you know, people who are not in my area and I can definitely feel just by like comments and things like that, that that's not how it is everywhere. I feel like the blessing of living in the South, which is probably why it's great, is that a lot of the photographers around here are believers and do love the Lord. I do feel like that's a root of the um, insecurity is is identity. One of my um, best friends, she's a photographer, and we um, talk about it all the time. 
Um, and we always go back to where is our identity? And when we start to have an identity crisis, you know, when we're starting to feel insecure about our work or, you know, our interaction on social media uh, or the clients we're getting, it always comes back to we start placing our identity in our social media platform or in our work rather than you know, in our out. creative. Yeah. Yeah, like in our, it's always our, we, like we have talked about it so many times and it always comes down to this and she's such a great friend and she'll like call it out in me. Like, you know, I feel like you are starting to put your identity in other things rather than, you know, that you are apart from your business and apart from social media, like you are a daughter of the King and that is your identity. That's your whole identity. And he has called, you know, that wins every time. Yeah. And he has called you to this business and he has put it in your hand for today. And, you know, tomorrow he could take it away. But for today, he's put that in your hand to serve these people, to love these people. And so, I I mean, I really do have to get up in the morning and pray that because you can open your phone and quickly, like, the Satan starts to tell you lies about you're not worthy. You are, you stink. Like, she's better than you. You know, why aren't you traveling more? Or, like, why aren't you booking these beautiful weddings, you know? And so it really comes down to like putting on the armor of God, honestly, like before I opened social media, which sounds so funny, but like putting on, okay, who am I? And then why is the Lord called me to do this? Putting on that before I, before I run into the battle of Instagram, totally. it is a, a great platform, but it also has many battles, many, many battles. And I think that just as women, I mean, we struggle with I mean, I know men do too, but like struggle with who we are, who others see us as, you know, like maybe that's just me, but I've always had that struggle of like, how do others perceive me? What do they think about me? And so that's a battle when you, when your work is letting other people critique you and other people see what you do, you know? Yeah. So there's another podcast that Mary Scott and I love, and we often rave about. It's called The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. Yes. 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 And I listen to it every day. One of her episodes she had on Jess Connolly, um, the author, yes. and Jess said that there's morning she has to go to her mirror and hold up her hands and say, I take myself out of the race to be the best fill in the blank, to be the best author, to be the best photographer, to be the best blah, 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 because that's not my race to run, is not to be the best, yes. it's to be the best I can be. And the only person I'm competing against is my yesterday self. Yeah, I love that. Have you heard of Charlotte Gamble? I have not. Okay, so she's a firecracker from UK. Okay. And she gave a message at a women's conference I went to last summer, and it's called Silencing the Saboteur. And this is what this is reminding of. It's all about the three voices that the enemy often plays us on is the voice of intimidation, limitation, and manipulation. Mm. You're not good enough, or you're not as good as her, so probably just don't do it. Or- um limitation of saying, yeah, you're qualified, but not to do that. Maybe this or manipulation and saying very similar to limitation. It's so confusing and the confusion leads to identity crisis, which leads to insecurity. And yeah, but yeah, walking into it and knowing who you are and whose you are changes the game. I love that. You sound like, you sound like my parents. (laughs) Do you know who you are and whose you are? (laughs) I love it. Say it again for the people in the back. My mom is so Southern. She like has that accent, like Sophie Brindle. Do you know who you are and whose you are? You better cut that out of this episode. (laughs) No, I'm keeping it. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. But no, that's so true. It really is. I mean, like, it's just really, it's just, you gotta be so rooted in, in who you are and know that who's you are. 
honestly, what you just said, you've got to be so rooted in that, not just in Instagram, but in life. I mean, like we are guaranteed to walk through suffering and trials and Instagram's a small part of that, you know? And if you're not rooted in the Lord and his word, is it your foundation? Then gonna be rocky. Gonna be rocky. Buckle up. Buckle up. No, I think that it's really relieving to hear someone else that I would I would say you're successful and significant. And so to hear you say that you have not issues, but you've struggled with this. Well, girl, I have issues. Yeah. <laughs> that your career and success slash significance has come from having these costs is a relief. And it's really yeah. kind of like our core values behind this podcast of saying, hey, you're okay and you're normal if you struggle with this, but we can't give that credit. Yeah. It's so important to remember you can't have a product without a process. Like you can't have a birth without a oh. pregnancy and it's going to yeah. be uncomfortable and it comes with tons of costs that sometimes are awesome. And sometimes they can blow you out. Yeah. You are the testimony of that, of saying, I deal with it, dealing with it, probably will deal with it tomorrow. But at the end of the day, like I know that this is a gift from God. So how am I going to do this best? Yeah. I have been blessed to like mentor some girls in photography this year. One of the biggest things we've talked about, or we'll start out talking with them about, um, is that this result, not that I'm a result, but like the Lord's um, blessing in my business is not in like the where I'm at was not an overnight thing. Kind of like you just said, like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a process. Um, And so I've just like stressed that to all of them, like uh, something that's going to be day by day and it's going to be hard. You just, you can't come into this thinking just like life in general, that this is going to be an overnight success success story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's not, it's much more than that. And it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of failure and a lot of just being on your knees and asking the Lord for grace to get through the next moment or the next day. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. I love that you said that. Yeah. I feel like you do community over competition really well. And I, if anyone were to follow you on Instagram, they might see a little bit about Foster Collective. Yes. That's you basically working with two of your other photography BFFs and yes. together a really unique workshop to spill your secrets and yeah that's been helpful for you too with making friendships in this industry yeah yeah that was a really fun thing we got to do this year and we plan to keep doing but it was a really fun way to like invite other girls into um, a space where we were open with them about like how we are where we are or not holding back I'm not like holding back in secrets. It was a place where we really wanted girls to come into and to like be a friend to some people who may have not experienced the community that we felt in this in Greenville. And we heard that from a lot of girls. So, was, you know, they would say like, this is so great. Like, I don't feel like anybody has been open with me or like wanted to talk to me about things. And I hate that. And we all said that was like the mission, <laughs> mission statement <laughs> of um, our whole reason of wanting to do foster was to be a place where they could come and ask questions that like no one else wanted to answer. It was a really big eye opener to, to not just like be comfortable in the friends that I have, but to also like seek out other relationships um, and other girls who may not be feeling the community that we felt. So yeah, that's great. I love it. If someone wanted to sign up for Foster Collective, you said that you were going to host more in the future. Where could people find yeah. more information? 
yeah, if you wanted to sign up for it, we have a wait list at fosterco.workshop.com. We hope to release some more information about some fun things we want to do this fall. Amazing. Amazing. If you had to share three things with someone that wants to just go for their dream, whether it's in the creative industry or not, like what are the three things or three, it could be three tips, three quotes, three prayers, like whatever that you feel like they should put in their tool belt for taking the next step. First, we did this at Foster. The first thing I would tell somebody is to know your why. So why do you want to do this? Um, Why do you want to chase this dream? Why is this your dream? Do you know what I'm saying though? Like finding your why so that you can know exactly the path you need to take. Yeah, and anytime you feel like you fall or trip, you can come back to if this is worth it because this is why I'm doing it. Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there are so many times in my business where I've felt, to be honest, burnt out or like, oh, is this really what I want to do? And then it always goes back to my why and why am I doing this? And it's like rejuvenating, you know, finding your why, I would say first. Um, Two, I would say find your people, find the people that are going to encourage you um, and find the people that are going to like come alongside you and push you. Oh my gosh. Find someone who's going to push you because I think that's, or just for me, that was like the biggest thing to just like step out, even if it scares you. And just like being a believer, be rooted in your identity, just because chasing your dream can be hard. And a lot of things are going to happen that can, the Satan can pour lies into you, not just with photography, but like any dream can make you feel unworthy. He's just the worst. Um, He's a dream crusher. Yeah. Maybe that should be number one. Um, no, um, but just like knowing your identity is huge. And I think that honestly, that when I look back on like where I am and what the Lord's done in my business, I think that he's really, um, perfecting in me what it looks like to continually get on my knees and listen to who he says I am rather than the world. And so, oh. Have you heard the song Out of Hiding by Stephanie Gretzinger? Yes, I love her. That's my song if I ever feel in a funk or in a slump and I can't get out of it on my own. I just, oh, it's basically, okay, for listeners that don't know, it's basically a song by Stephanie Gretzinger who, one, is fabulous, but the whole song is kind of like a lullaby, I guess you would say, from God as a Father. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you're loving? What are you reading? What are you listening to? What is something that you want people to know about that they probably didn't know before that has changed your life or like something you're loving? That was a rambly way of asking, what do you like these days? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was was good, right? Um, So I'm really loving – um, she reads truth. Um, they have a plan. I think it's called praying the Psalms or prayers of the Psalms, and I'm loving it. Um, it is it like you read a Psalms each day, and then it talks about like the like how you can pray that Psalms. It's really really good. I love that. Also, I'm really into like thriller books right now. Uh-uh. <laughs> like one, some of my friends uh, or two of my friends got me into books that like have a plot twist. So. Um, I've been reading some of those lately. Do you read, read like on paper or do you read? Yeah, as in, like, like read audible? on the paper. Like when I was in Italy, I literally was had this book so close to my face in like every turn of the page. I like flipped it really fast because I was like, what's going to happen? Oh what's going to happen? Wait, what book is this? 
Well, it's not like, I mean, it's not, it's not like a Christian book, but it's called um, Before I Go to Sleep. It's a thriller. It's a lot like, I don't know if you ever saw the movie, not really a good movie, but Girl on the Train. Yeah. It's kind of like that thriller, like a plot twist at the very end. Ooh. Anyways, not like Christian book, but if you like, like thrillers. It does not have Disclaimer. Jesus inside of it. It's not about Jesus and it's not... <laughs> She's like, should I be telling people I'm reading this book? I'm like, oh, should I shut my mouth? Oh my gosh, that's how I feel about the new Drake album. I'm like, I want to tell everyone in the world that yes. I love Drake's new album, but it's like every single one of them is explicit. So what are they going to think about me? Literally. I love Drake. I know. I, that was honestly one thing I was going to tell you I started loving, but then I was like, I'm not going to tell her that because people don't even know that I'm loving hey, Drake right behind now. Behind the Blitz. Behind the Blitz. Literally, um, Drake's been playing in my car. So those are things I'm loving. I also, this is, I'm telling you a lot, but I loved, I just finished, I love The Happy Hour and I love that you brought that yes. up. Um, I just finished Jamie Ivey's book, If You Only Knew. Oh, so good. I love, have you ever heard of The London Fog? No. It's a tea. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So it's, um, it may sound weird, but it's Earl Grey tea and a sweetener. So like a vanilla and then a little, like a bit of... I think it's steamed milk. I don't know if you know this, but in the UK, they put milk in their tea. Yeah. Like their hot tea. Yeah. So it's called a London Fog, and it um, is so good. So, so good. So I'm really into those right now. Sophie, you're just giving us all the goodies. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Drake and London Fog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great balance. It's great. It's fine. We are so thankful to have you on the show and share gosh, all of your knowledge and all of your encouragement. And thanks for inviting us sort of behind your scenes because if we follow you on Instagram, man, you're living the dream. LTD, baby. <laughs> and we're just, I'm, I just feel so blessed to be invited into your process. And so I'm sure other people feel the same. Oh my gosh. So, so well, I'm so blessed to have you interview me. I really have been blessed by this podcast, by you and Mary Scott. Really, really humbled, thankful that you asked me to be a part of it always always well we love you so. jesus is good yeah you need to say that in your bond quickly bond quickly voice and that i just want your bond quickly voice to make it on the show one time welcome to behind the bliss <laughs> we so happy you at behind the bliss with us we are so grateful and sophie you mean the world to me so thanks i love you she has been a light in my life from the day that we first met and now you know why we need more people like Sophie Lindler in the world. And I hope you're walking away feeling super encouraged and that you have something else to add to your tool belt. If you want to know more about Sophie, see her wonderful work and all of the travels, you can head over to Instagram and search at Sophie underscore Lindler. In the meantime, we made tons of references to having things in our show notes. You can find those show notes at behindtheblisspodcast.com under episodes. If you're loving this podcast as much as Mary Scott and I are, we would love for you to head over to iTunes to leave a quick review. It only takes a few seconds, but with your review, we're able to find new people that might not have known about our podcast before. And in case you didn't know, you can actually subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts by simply clicking the subscribe button. All this does is send you a notification when our next podcast goes live, so you don't have to do as much searching as you might be doing now. If you want more information about the podcast, about Mary Scott, myself, or Sophie, you can head over to our Instagram page at Behind the Bliss Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We are so thrilled to have you and to have Sophie this week, and we can't wait to share what's next. Have a great week.